0: Welcome to the Journey of Woman podcast, a place for women to gather, to simply sit, be and remember who they truly are. I'm Carly, your host, and there really is nothing more magical to me than seeing what happens when women gather, when they share their stories, drop their walls and simply meet each other heart to heart. It is here that we will be having all the conversations that pertain to womanhood, no filters, Nothing off limits, just real, raw, and juicy conversations. Our guests range from mostly women living in their career genius and sharing that with us, to everyday women who simply have a story in their hearts they know needs to be shared. The journey of woman is not a linear one. Stories are what bring us together, inspire us, expand what is possible, and also for us to know that we are never alone. These conversations and the occasional solo cast will be filled with all the good stuff. There may be tears, there definitely will be laughs, and one thing I can guarantee you is that there will be no masks, just real conversations with real humans. I hope you enjoy this journey as much as I do. Hello and welcome to the Journey of One podcast. It's so wonderful to have you here today, and I am going to be speaking today a little more about um, the pro-metabolic style of eating. So I recently shared my journey with postnatal depletion. If you haven't had a listen to that, you can jump back on and have a listen. Um, But in this episode, I'm going into a little bit more of the specifics of pro-metabolic eating and what that looks like, why we should be doing it. And just a little bit of the whole ideology in the wellness world of what is healthy and why that is actually destroying our metabolism. So let's get started. So, just to go back a little bit, when I, uh, before finding the pro metabolic way of eating, not to go into my whole journey again because as I said it's in the other episode but basically I had been eating a plant-based diet, um, prior to falling pregnant, then eating a little bit of meat throughout my pregnancy because my body was craving it. And then falling back into the wellness ideology of plant-based eating in the postpartum until baby's 18 months old and the wheels fell off the cart. And my whole body was just like, uh-uh, this is not, <laughs> this is not a happening thing. Pregnancy, uh, pregnancy and, um, breastfeeding is a stress on the body at the best of times, but when you are not nourishing yourself correctly, yeah, we can really fall into a pattern of, um, undernourishment very quickly because we actually are required to eat so much more, especially when we're, when we're breastfeeding. So I wanted to, yeah, dive in a little bit more. So why I don't believe, um, in plant-based eating anymore and why I believe no woman in her reproductive years should eat plant-based, what we should be eating instead and how these foods are actually supporting our hormones rather than depleting us. So I've learned a lot about the postpartum period um, since having my last baby, even though I thought I was so prepared and um, going to be so nourished in that postpartum. And it, and I really was in so many ways compared to my first three children. However, um, I was really nourishing myself with the wrong foods. So In the wellness world, it is really touted that plant based is best. I had studied at a university level um, in naturopathy, so it wasn't like I was just doing a course online or anything like that. But you know, even at that level, um, there was a real swaying towards um, plant based eating as being best. And what I have discovered since, especially for women, that that couldn't be any further from the truth. And even though we may feel like we are thriving for a period of time, um, ultimately when there is a stress on the body, our body just doesn't have the resilience to be able to hold it. And that stress could be pregnancy or breastfeeding for sure, or it could be something external to us it could be a death in the family or you know really stressful time at work or just something in your life that brings an added stress that wasn't there before and the resilience of our bodies is just um, we need these other foods to to be able to hold that and so in the pro-metabolic world um, and I'm no expert on this I am still in my journey myself and I'm learning more as I can and as I need to for my own body Um, but basically it is just all about giving your body exactly what it needs to thrive from a physiological perspective not from ideology from actual science of what does the body need in order to be supported and at the basis of all of our energy systems so our body has, you know, different energy systems, um, but both will always use um, glucose. Ultimately, everything gets converted to glucose so that we have energy. And so just keeping that in mind, like why have things like sugar, which is glucose, something that is actually a fuel for our body, been so demonized rather than the chemicals and colors and all of these other so-called ingredients, we would call them frankenfoods, um, that are actually in with that sugar that are actually the problem. So it's not the sugar in the lollies that is the problem. It is the colors and the preservatives and the chemicals and all the other things that send our body into uh, haywire, not the sugar. Um, So we have we've been really groomed to accept things. I'm just going to call them things because I won't even call them foods because they're not actual foods. They're just, just been processed in a laboratory for the most part. And we accept this as being food and our body does not recognize that as food. So we are, you know, running into a bit of an issue there already now with plants. Obviously it's very different. Our body does recognize plants as food and that's great. And there's lots of different, things that we can get from plants and I'm definitely not against eating um, fruit and vegetables for sure. I think they definitely need to be incorporated in. However, they do not have the bioavailability that um, animal products do for things like protein and um, certain other Nutrients that we need, they're much more bioavailable in animal products, and that is because I mean, if you imagine a cow is actually designed to eat plants and has multiple stomachs, we don't. Um, Plants are actually really hard for us to digest and break down, in um, and to get the nutrients out of them, whereas. When an animal has been eating plants, they are able to break it down so much easier in their digestive tract and those uh, nutrients that they have been consuming then also go into their meat. So when we consume meat, which we have for since the beginning of time, let's just remember that we have always eaten meat as humans, um, that those nutrients become available through that meat as well so in a way that is really reverent um to the animal and very honoring um for it to have given its life and ultimately on a um looking at it from a higher perspective you know there's a lot around um you know these animals willingness to do that so it's super important for women in their reproductive years. Yes, I think we can get away with it a bit more when we are postmenopausal, or for the men, they can get away with it more. I'm not saying that they'll necessarily thrive. Some may, some may not. Um, but ultimately, because of our hormones, women need animal products. We need raw dairy. We need butter. We need ghee. We need meat. We need the fat from the animals, because all of this, when it comes together, um, in our bodies is giving us the extremely nutrient dense, um, foods that we require to thrive. And so what, you know, the pro metabolic style of eating looks like is eating regularly, you know, so we should be eating within half an hour of waking, um, Keeping our blood sugar regulated is super important. And I would say this has definitely been something that was um, a big issue for me um, because I was eating a lot of um, carbs, which it's not necessarily bad to eat carbs, but I wasn't eating them with a protein so that it would stop that blood sugar spike or at least lower it. Um, I was just eating a lot of carbs as snacks. So whenever I eat fruit now, I just make sure I'm having some sort of protein with it and um, I eat a lot of fruit. Um, Orange juice is a big yes in the pro-metabolic world and so if you haven't already heard of them there are these drinks called adrenal cocktails and they're basically orange juice and coconut water with a bit of salt. Some put cream of tartar in there and They're just a really um, nourishing drink to have in between meals that is great for your adrenals and just really nourishing to the body. And um, the daily raw carrot salad, I will admit I have not been consistent on this one, but it is definitely something that I have to be more consistent with and really incorporate more regularly because the raw carrot salad is amazing for removing excess estrogens in the body. Um, this podcast is not about going into that whole uh, hormonal um, system, but basically women, especially with um, high levels of estrogen generally, um, often what is happening is that um, when our bodies have used the estrogen and they are meant to get eliminated um, through the bowels, often that is not happening Um, effectively and they're getting recycled back into our system and creating excess estrogen and so what the raw carrot salad does is to help remove those and get them moving through the colon as they need to be and um yeah binding those estrogens so that we are yeah getting them out of the system where once we're done with them estrogen is not bad that again has also had a bad rap Um, it's only a problem when it starts to become out of balance and when we're seeing things like this where they are not being removed from the body so um so yeah you have the um the adrenal cocktail and the raw carrot salad and then basically um, the rest of it is just all around eating regularly um, every three to four hours to keep the blood sugar regulated, eating protein at every meal, eating good fats at every meal and eating good carbs at every meal and um, some will say starchy carbs which is fine, Um, others will say Fruit, um, because of the simple sugars, it makes it just. Especially when you're first healing your metabolism, I think fruit definitely is easier because uh, it's so much easier for our bodies to um, digest. It's quicker; they get into our system quicker, and it's just easier overall on our whole system. And then maybe incorporating starchier carbs um, down the track. I do a bit of both, to be honest. I'm not, um, the thing with all things when it comes to food is not being rigid and not being dogmatic. And this is not a diet. I think that's the most important thing to stress is that the pro metabolic way of eating is not a diet. It's just, it's, it's you're changing your lifestyle to just eat properly and, um, not cutting out all these different foods. Like I didn't eat dairy for over ten years, um, I still don't eat gluten. Well, I'll say I don't eat wheat. Um, I do have sourdough bread, and then the gluten is kind of broken down, so still having gluten, but it's in a much more digestible form. Um, I do avoid wheat as much as possible because that does have an inflammatory effect in my body. Still, it may I may get to a point where that is not a problem, but right now it still is, so I avoid it. But other than that, I. I started eating real sugar again so for years I was only ever having maple syrup or coconut sugar Um, you know sugar has been so demonized and it was a big mindset shift that I had to shift out of to be able to go okay I'm actually going to have a spoonful of sugar in this and the other thing that I have added into my diet while everybody else is out there quitting it is coffee. I have one coffee a day um, after my lunch. We should never have coffee first thing in the morning before breakfast. That is a surefire way to send your hormones into havoc, especially if you're having black coffee um, with a bit of milk and sugar is a little bit better, but still not ideal. Like you need to eat before you have your coffee. So I find um, the middle of the day is a good time for me to have a coffee. And I'm doing it purely for my metabolism and I never even used to like the taste of coffee. I used to hate it actually. Um, so I was never a coffee drinker and it's probably only in the last maybe five or six weeks I've started most days having a coffee and yeah, that is something that is a really wonderful add in if you are having issues with your metabolism and it's not about fueling yourself with coffee, like waking yourself up or getting yourself going. I'm not taking it for that. I'm not like, Oh, I'm tired. I need to have a coffee. It is. That is not the intention behind it at all. Um, And I think intention is so important. And so when I'm having this coffee, I am doing it with the intention that it is nourishing my body. It is nourishing my metabolism. And I am just really doing it to, um, to support that, Not to give me a pick up, pick me up. I don't, it's not like a caffeine hit to get me going in a uh, low from a low energy state. And so, what I have noticed as well without the coffee, but just by eating right and eating foods in the right balance, so getting the proteins and the carbs and the fats. into me in each meal one i am not snacking in between meals because i just feel so nourished from those meals and the nutrients are there it's not like when you're just eating carbs you know you're hungry 15 minutes later because it's just gone through your system so quick um but i notice that i just have so much more energy and there was a period of time where I, I couldn't even ride my bike. Like my legs were that weak. I couldn't even push the pedals. It was insane. Um, I did share a little bit about that in the postnatal depletion episode called the undernourished woman. But, um, the last few months I have been lifting weights. Um, and I would say, you know, like I, I was very intentional with just going easy. Like I didn't want to go in hammer and tongs and just you know, really (laughs) one, do myself an injury, but just be like, so sore that I just couldn't even do it. So I've been just building up my strength a bit for the last couple of months, but in, and it was quite inconsistent. So probably the last three or so weeks, I've been three or four weeks. I've been really consistently doing at least three, sometimes four weight sessions a week. And, um, What I have noticed, so I upped my weights as well this week after just really, yeah, I guess not not a fear, but um, I know building muscle is important for healing the metabolism. Like we need the muscle. It's where we store the glycogen and it also just, everything works better when we have muscle. And that was a huge part of my problem was that my muscles had atrophied so much from not using them that, you know, along with being undernourished, um, you know, everything, it was just the perfect storm. Like everything you could do wrong, pretty much I had been doing. (laughs) So, um, from the most, like the movement piece was definitely an issue. Um, I just, and it was because I just literally didn't have the energy. So I was eating like a really healthy plant-based diet, but still just always felt tired. I woke up tired every day. I had no energy, no motivation, and I just could not figure it out going, the fuck like what's going on why am I still having no energy and I knew it wasn't because I had had a baby per se as in like because he was he was an amazing sleeper from day one I never had a single night um, where I was up with him except for twice in his first two years of life where he was sick and he was up in the night otherwise he just slept and fed and slept that was it he never cried once during the night aside from those a couple of times when he was sick. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that I wasn't getting enough rest or anything. It was, there had to be something else. And I just hadn't, well, I guess there was a part of me that didn't really want to see it, I guess, but, um, I wasn't really like, I never identified myself as a vegan. Um, I would always just say I was plant-based. Um, because that was just a whole other world that I didn't want to be a part of. And I was just not into the ideology of it. Um, and yeah, I just, there was still a part of me though, that had, um, totally believed that eating meat was bad for our bodies ultimately. And so it took a little bit of time, even when I first started eating meat again, just to get over that. And, not feel bad for eating meat not for the animal so much but just for my body going oh gosh why am i doing this to my body but i really feel like i need to eat it so i was eating it so it's really interesting like what our minds can do and how easily we can be influenced and i was having this conversation with a friend the other day because she had a very similar experience to me after doing a water fast just out of nowhere like over a couple of months like a really short period of time put on 20 kilos after doing a water fast and because their hormones just like could not like they just they would have absolutely gone out of control at that point because they're like we need the food um and so I see so many women around me at the moment some are aware of it some aren't some aren't willing to see it at the moment um that after years of doing all the juice fasting and all of these things in the name of wellness thinking you're doing the right thing for your body but we're actually like really screwing our bodies up and what I find fascinating is that I've actually come across a nutritionist um, I'm hoping to get her on the podcast um, we shall see but um, you know she had definitely been in that world of um, plant-based kind of nutrition and taking out dairy and taking out sugar and take all this stuff out of your diet and eat only this. And was just exactly what I've been sharing with her clients was experiencing the same results. No matter what they did, no matter how perfectly they ate, they were still tired. They were still sluggish. Nothing was like shifting. And then she found the pro metabolic way of eating and everything shifted. And the thing that I love the most is that her willingness to pivot, to go, actually, I used to believe this But now I don't anymore. And I think that is such a powerful thing when humans can do that because so many of us just aren't willing to admit that it's not even about admitting that we're wrong. It's like we truly believed in something at some point, but then it's like, oh, I don't actually believe that anymore. And that's okay. I found new information and this is what I believe. Because again, when I was chatting to this friend of mine and she was talking about, um, a naturopath that she knows that even though the information was presented to her and it's pretty undeniable when you look at it, the pro-metabolic way of eating, it like it speaks for itself, and when you look at the science behind it, you can't really argue it. Um, because it's just it's factual in nature. It's like this is how your body works, this is what it needs, this is what gives it to it. Um, but she was so identified with um, her story of this is what I've taught in my practice for so many years. And I've told all these people that this is what is right. I can't go back now and say, well, actually it's not. And yeah, I just totally disagree with that. I just think, yes, you can, if you get new knowledge and you know that something else is actually better Then yeah, you know, you do need to change. You do need to shift and go, actually, this is what I used to think. Um, but I don't believe it anymore. So there's such a value in that. And I just, yeah, I give so much props and applause to anyone, um, especially in that situation where, you know, you've gone through a degree and you've been working with clients it's not just an opinion of someone you know sharing like on a podcast like this or on social media or whatever like i'm not saying i'm a nutritionist this is how you should do it this is all right i'm just sharing my experience um but you know when you're working with a nutritionist and but they're willing to say actually i don't believe that anymore um i just think it's so amazing and um we need more of that we need more of the willingness to pivot when new information is presented and just go, actually, that may have worked for a period of time, but I have to also admit that it's no longer working or it never worked or whatever. So anyway, this is, um, yeah, it's just a little bit more. I just wanted to, I didn't delve so deep into this in the last podcast because it was really just more about sharing my story versus, you know, what pro-metabolic, eating is, I'll probably do a separate podcast speaking into the exercise component. Um, For those who don't know, I have a past life as a personal trainer. I used to work as a personal trainer back in like 2010 to 2013. Um, And yeah, so I understand the exercise component of it. And I also saw um, that there was a really big piece missing and that I left the fitness world very disillusioned. And there was a lot of things I didn't like about it. I still don't like about it as far as the supplements con- you know are concerned and the all of the fake horrible ingredients in so many of the supplements. Thankfully we're getting more cleaner stuff out there now, which is great. Um, I'm not against the supplements, but I was definitely against the shit that was in them. Um, and I was just really disillusioned with, I knew there was another piece that was missing, but I didn't know what it was back then. And I feel like this has definitely been that piece that has come back around for me full circle of like, Oh my gosh, this is it. This, you know, the nutrition combined with the living in alignment with your cycle along with, um, the exercise, that's it. It's, that's the piece for me that was always missing. I thought I had the nutrition piece and wondered why it didn't work. And, um, but you know, I've learned a lot since then about nutrition and I've gone the complete opposite direction and then come back and then still, you know, it's, it's different to what I was, um, teaching back then for sure probably more similar than, um, I, you know, the last few years of like going plant-based, it was a lot of protein and things like that, but there was a lot of pieces missing in amongst that typical gym diet. And, um, though I would say, you know, it wouldn't be as destroying to the metabolism as what a plant-based diet is. Um, there's definitely some pieces that were missing that I think are important. So anyway, I will share more of that journey as I, as I cruise along it and I'm learning, especially with the nutrition piece as I go um, and even the exercise piece, like it's, it's been a while since one, since I was um, practicing as a personal trainer. Um, The knowledge is obviously still all there and it comes back to me and I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot that I knew that. (laughs) Um, So I have been kind of delving back into that more again. And I just, I can't deny how good I feel since I've really been lifting weights again and you know, the results, are. you know, that's what speaks for itself. So I'm going to leave it there for today. As I said, I will jump back on and maybe even with someone who is, um, training people in this way or see, um, or maybe just be another solo cast, but, um, yeah, there's so much to be said about this and our devotion to our body and, um, yeah, I feel like, I feel like a new seed has been planted within me. Um, that is just starting to kind of grow and sprout and yeah, it's always funny. And, um, I always wondered how the fitness piece would come back around because I do believe there is never anything that we do that was by accident or, you know, not part of who we are or why did we do that? It always ends up coming back around in some way. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. Here's here's that fitness piece again. And Um, I'm actually really excited about it so anyway have an amazing day thank you for joining me and I will see you in the next episode thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the journey of woman podcast it truly is the greatest honor to have you take time out of your day to have these words land in your ears time is so precious and it truly means the world to me when you choose to invest your time here with me and my guests And one final note before I leave you today, if you enjoyed this episode, then please take a screenshot and share it over on the gram or Facebook, and make sure you tag me and my guests and tell us what you loved about it. When you share with your friends and family, that helps me to get these episodes into more ears. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. Have yourself an amazing day, and I will see you.